0: Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is Rob Miller for the Rob Miller Podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the NFL games that happened for Week 10 in the 2021 NFL season. For starters, uh, we're going to talk about the Bills and the Jets. Well, to start off, the Bills and the Jets, that game was very one-sided, obviously, and a lot of people predicted that as well especially after the ugly loss that the Bills had last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um they they go into New York and absolutely obliterate the Jets and rightfully so. I mean, that's the team that everyone expected them to be from the beginning. They played like that not then. Not, early in the early in the season they played like crap. You know, the the Bills Lost to the Steelers week one, who the Steelers are just not good. They're not a good football team. Even now, they're still not a good football team behind Ben Roethlisberger or whatever. And um, and the fact that the Bills played like crap last week, too, really shows something. But the fact that they come out and they play outstanding against the Jets shows that they are ready to go back to their their winning ways they they controlled the football they put they put the ball in the their playmaker's hands they continued to make absolutely great plays on offense and defense they had they just had a, a field day for the amount that was going on in that game and i couldn't honestly i couldn't be more proud of them cuz they, they really they really 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 needed that win um, to get back on the right track and especially to a team like that to where they really needed to, or they really should have won that game. There's no way, there's no way that they go in that that, in that game and they lose without coming out like between, you know, their their tail between their legs, scared for whatever, whatever team comes their way. And the Jets had, you know, they beat the Titans. So it's not like they're not capable of winning a game that's, you know, good, a team that's good, like the Bills, and the fact that the Bills were playing so bad early in the year, it's like, well, who knows if they're going to play great against them, and the fact that Mike Mike White comes out and plays outstanding football against the Bengals, I mean, outstanding football against the Bengals and wins, you know, it, it really shows that they are, that the Jets, are still kind of desperate for whatever, and they're going to try their best. I mean, they have nothing to lose. They're basically going to get, but they don't get the number one overall uh, overall pick this year. Um, they're going to have many because they're either trying to get rid of their players to get you know to refresh their team, or they're going to be trying to uh, just build off of what they already have. And so, I mean, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens, but you know, Josh Allen. 21 for 28, 366, two touchdowns at a pick. Outstanding. The pick obviously is not good, but I mean, the fact that he was still stretching the ball and trying things is is really really nice. Um, I mean, 366 was great. You know, only only dropped seven, but only dropped six balls. Uh, you know, one was obviously a pick, but it was great for them. Mike White comes in, 44 attempts. Two fifty-one and four picks. If you wanna to try to if you wanna to try to win this at this spot away from Zach Wilson, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. So, you know, they need to figure something out. Seven targets, five catches for Corey Davis, great job. I'm pretty sure I had a fumble though. 93 yards, cat, 93 yards. So good job. He, he was the leading receiver for for the Jets that game. So I don't know if, in my opinion, I don't think it's Salas' fault. Salah comes in just to try and help the defense build off of, or try to build off of his system to to succeed. Because when he when he was the the defensive coordinator over in San Francisco. They had a they had a great they had a great secondary. Their front seven was on point. Granted, since then they've lost DeForest Buckner to the Colts, which he was probably a big portion of that. And they had Nick Bosa, who was a, an absolute freaking stud. He's so good. So because they don't have because they don't have that in New York, they had to find something or someone to come in and help. And I think Salah would be a great coach for that to help them help bring that back up. I think their their organization itself, like the upper upper level management needs to go. GM, president, whatever. Have a new have a new owner, who cares, it doesn't matter. It's not like they're going to it's not like it's going to really affect anything. So, they need to figure something out. If the Jets want to do anything in in within the next few years, so uh, good job for the win for the Bills. Uh, it was definitely absolutely well well deserved, and uh, yeah, they, they should they should continue to build off of this win. We'll look, I'm looking forward to to next week's uh, game, and we're gonna see how they we're gonna see how they do. Next, we're gonna talk about. The Washington football team upsetting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a game that was. Washington had everything going right for them. They had great play calling on the defense to really take away from Tom Brady. He has great weapons. I don't see how Tom Brady really did not play very well. He's supposed to be this huge... Great, absolute veteran who is able to dissect just about every single defense that's thrown in his way. And it didn't seem like he could do that against Washington's defense, who is ranked 30th of all defense. Last in scoring defense. They are terrible by the stats. <clears throat> but then you, sh- you see what they did. And it looks like the, the defense that they had last year, who was number two overall. Their defense last year was outstanding, and then Chase Young gets injured, and they still are, were able to hold on onto on a win. They controlled the clock the way they should have, and they made smart decisions. Taylor Heineke played extremely well, and honestly, they should have they played them. When they played them last year in the playoffs in the wild card, they should have beat them, in my opinion. Washington deserved that win and now it shows even more so when they beat them this year in the in the regular season. We'll see when it comes to playoff time. I don't think that the the Washington football team is actually going to make the playoffs unfortunately just because they don't like their division is pretty locked down by the Cowboys and the rest of the NFC is really good. The the Cardinals, the the Panthers are playing better than them. And now the Panthers are gonna be they are gonna be going into Washington. So Cam is gonna be going back and, and playing against his old coach. We'll see how it goes. If if Washington beats him, I think that Washington could could sneak in as a seventh seed. They should be able to beat Philly, no problem. The, the Giants don't really have a whole lot going for him. Saquon's constantly injured. Danny Danny Dimes has some good moments, but other than that. They don't really have much going for them. Their defense is is, is decent, and they play smart. But Washington plays smart too, and they have a great defensive coach. They have all the great weapons that they need on defense to really control the offense, the opposing offense. So I I can totally see Washington sneaking in as a seventh seed. Now we're going to talk about the Cowboys beating up the Atlanta Falcons. What a game that was. Dallas is kind of back. I feel like this week has been a a really big comeback week for a lot of teams. You know, Dak just got off. Like last week, they played absolutely terrible against Denver, and they got upset pretty bad. Dak was not in sync with his receivers. The defense just couldn't stop anything. It was it was a really really tough game to watch for for the Cowboys, especially coming off, not only just coming off of a bye, but the fact that they were playing as well as they were prior, and only having one loss up to that point. Now they're seven and two, chilling at the top of the NFC East, looking at a third seed right now. Third to fourth seed, seeing that yeah, I mean you know they'd be a fourth seed right now because if they're tied with Tampa Bay. Then they would be um, the fourth seed, with with Tom Brady in the box being as the third seed. So, but we'll see how this but how this plays out. You know, Dallas is, has been playing very very well. There's a lot of speculation saying that Dallas is, was one of the big teams to beat this year, especially out of the NFC, just because of how explosive they've been and how how consistently playing. They are on offense to continuously put up points, and their defense is playing pretty good. Trayvon Diggs absolutely fixes a huge hole that they had last year on their defense. They're, he's he's an outstanding corner, makes absolutely great plays, he's leading the lead right now in interceptions with eight. Other teams barely get that in a season, let alone one player getting that in half a year. He's he's an absolute stud. And Dallas has found a very great a very great defensive back that they can use for years to come. And on top of that, they're not really paying him a whole lot because he's a rookie. So we'll see how well he contributes to the rest of the team's winnings. And we'll see if he's a if he's a continuous factor throughout many years to come. Um I think so. Atlanta's just not looking good. They're gonna fall to the bottom of their division. And it seems like it seems that that whole division the a, the NFC South, just seems like the the um, AFC East all over again with Tom Brady leading the division over some some pretty crappy teams and basically having their number on every other team so but the Dallas Cowboys are indeed a good team, and they will they'll will make it deep to, deep in the playoffs. I think they're going to lose. If anything, I think they'd make it to the playoffs and go to the divisional round and host a host a playoff game. But that's to me, that's about it. So uh, we'll see. Though I, I I like Dallas going forward. We cannot forget about the Baltimore Ravens, absolutely putting up a ginormous L on Thursday night last week against the Miami Dolphins. I don't know how that happened. Miami just came to play that day, and Baltimore didn't, and it showed. They did not look like they were ready to go out there and play. Miami was just explosive. They played. They had a lot of great plays. A lot of things going their way. They stopped Lamar Jackson like they stopped them very well, and they didn't. They for some reason Baltimore didn't really have an answer for him. Now. They usually have games like this where they just it's just unexplained losses. Um, one of them, like last year, they they lost to Cleveland, which they, when they were clearly the better team, and they, you know they put up a big L at, at home against against Cleveland. They turned around and beat them the next, the, you know, the following time they faced them. But either way, the Ravens should. I I see the Ravens having a huge bounce back next week and it's it's let's just hope that they they really come prepared because if not it's going to be very hard to climb back up in these standings especially with a big loss that came to the Bengals last week against the Browns they had a bye week this week so they have a big they definitely have a lot of thing. They had a lot, lot to think about and a lot to prepare for. And the Bengals are going to be going against the the Raiders next week, who are just they just got decimated by the Chiefs. So we'll see how well the, these two teams face up against each other. It's going to be a big comeback sort of game. But speaking on the um, Ravens and the Dolphins. They the Dolphins really showed up to play and it really showed, you know, at the scoreboard. Now we're going to talk about the Saints and the Titans. Saints and Titans, that was probably one of the closest games that the Titans had all year against a crappier team that really had a a, a great opportunity to win. And Trevor Simeon played lights out. He played great football in the two minute drill to help bring them back, at least within a two-point conversion of tying the game. Outstanding play. Um, Now, the Titans have have had a loss this year already, and that was to the Jets, which was an unheard-of game. But they turn around, the Titans turn around and win six big games. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. They beat the Rams. They are playing lights out, and and I – I thoroughly enjoy watching the Titans play, and to be perfectly honest, I think if any team is to beat, it's the Titans. They're not only are they beating good teams, they're beating good teams convincingly, not by the score, but their physicality on the field. Derrick Henry, before he got injured, was just an absolute stud, and you could see that they're not really depending on him that much anymore. Brian Tannehill is really come to realize that it's not just on one player and he could spread the ball. And now he's got, he had Julio Jones. He has A.J. Brown, who A.J. Brown is just amazing. A young and, and tough Julio Jones in today's game. It's, it's incredible to watch the two of them go, go with each other. Absolutely outstanding. Their offensive line is great. And their defense is playing great football as well. Very proud of what the Titans have been doing. I like I said, I believe they are the team to beat out of anything. In and perfect, and I I mean I could totally see the Titans and the and the Cardinals, or the Titans and the Rams, or the Titans and the Bucks being in the Super Bowl, but the Titans being the team to come out of the AFC. The only team that could possibly dethrone them right now is Kansas City if they play them. Play the way that they have been playing, whether they played last week, because that week, that like two weeks ago against the the Packers, that was a very poor uh, game for the Chiefs to to try and build on. Now, granted, they built off of it very very well, but either way, the Titans played an outstanding game. The Saints just were were firing all cylinders they were they were ready they were ready to take that W but the Titans defense played uh, bend but don't break football right near the end and that's what you, exactly what you need Next we have the Colts and the Jags which it looked like the the Colts were just going to walk away with a huge blowout win but the Jags were were they they, they turn on their let's beat the Bills again Mantra in their head. They built that back up and nearly came back and won. Outstanding play near the end of the game for the Jags. Unfortunately, just because you play well in the end doesn't mean you're gonna, doesn't mean you're going to win. Um, so Urban Meyer has a lot to work on when it comes to building this team to play four quarters football instead of just one quarter football or late quarter football. Um, Jonathan Taylor, an absolute stud. What a steal in the draft that they had two years ago when they drafted him. So proud of that organization and what they've been able to do, especially with Carson Wentz, who a lot of people thought that he was going to just stay injured all the time and not really contribute to a franchise. I mean, that's exactly what happened in Philly. The fact that once he got injured during his MVP year and was just constantly battling injuries left and right, and then after the Super Bowl win that same year, they wanted Nick Foles to stay and get rid of Carson Wentz. I don't know if those were real Philly fans or if they're real football fans, but they should know that the he had the perfect setup. The team was prepped and ready to win a Super Bowl, and they did. But the fact that they're still in shambles about trying to figure out who the, the predecessor is at this point, which who knows if that's Jalen Hurts. He has some great wow moments, but I'm glad Carson Wentz got out of there to a great O-line. Stand. He had, they had some decent weapons. We'll see if they can get another big, big-time receiver or um, a, a tight end, somebody that can really help them out. I mean, Jack Doyle's played very, very well over the last couple of years. So has uh, Mo alley Cox. So, and they're a great tandem, I, I, I think. But we'll see if they they try and draft some sort of of, of big-time receiver or uh, a tight end, maybe even a, a right tackle to help keep the uh, the offensive line. Steady and strong for a, a quite injury prone Carson Wentz, and when Carson Wentz was in duress, he was able to get out of, get out of the pocket, make smart plays, get down, not take any like dangerous or unnecessary hits to possibly cause him an injury. So he's actually learning a lot. And Frank Reich, I mean, knows him from Philadelphia. So the fact that they're reunited again is is, is a big thing, and it's showing. I mean, they may not be leading the division, but I can you know, they'll they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make the play, make the playoffs over Pittsburgh. I think they're going to make the playoffs over uh, uh, Las Vegas if they don't button it up. I think they're going to make it over the the Chargers if they don't if they don't button it up. They may they're probably going to make it over the Browns because the Browns seem like they're just going to be just falling and falling and falling for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, Colts great game, Jags great try to come back and win. Keep doing that, but play four quarter football and you guys will be just fine. Next, we're talking about the Patriots absolutely destroying the Cleveland Browns. Mac Jones was the first rookie with three touchdown passes and no interceptions in a game in the Patriots franchise history. That's pretty good, honestly. I I like what Mac Jones is putting out. Like he is he is playing with a lot of confidence. The slow and painful struggles that, they, that they've had all year long so far up to this point have been worth it, to be perfectly honest. I like what the Patriots have put out. I like what they're doing. The Patriots, I see as a, as a playoff team, honestly. They have a lot of confidence in their quarterback. Their defense is playing very, very well. They, may, they need to figure out what they're going to do with it as a permanent running back so, uh, solution. Before, especially with Brady, they had they had all kinds of running backs, but they all had specific jobs. Like you had your down, like your your first down and your second down back. Then you had your swing back for for passes. And you had your blocking. You had your blocking ones. Like you had so many different goal line running backs. They had like four or five on the roster. They have two right now, which is great, and they can and they both can make big plays up the you know up the middle outside catching the ball they they're all they're there so i like what the patriots are doing especially on offense josh mcdaniel has been doing a absolute phenomenal job with mac jones cleveland needs to figure out what is going on how do the how do you just go from obliterating the obliterating the bengals last week to literally feeling their pain the following week against a Patriots team that, that had the same record as you. Like I don't understand. You go in five at at five at, fi- at what was that five and three a piece or five and four a piece, and you just get not play. You you didn't show up. You may as well just stayed in Cleveland. Forfeited this game. That's how that's how bad you guys played. Baker was in the rest the entire game. Couldn't get a ball off. Penalties, just awful, all the way around. Defensive, offensive, every, and special teams. Just, I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. If you guys want to make the playoffs, you got to button it up. All right. Next, we have the Vikings and Chargers. Now, in my prediction for this week's game, I had the Chargers winning this game by a closer margin than, than a lot of people would think. But honestly, they seem to be just about the same team, just in different locations. I mean, they both play in the Dome. They have quarterbacks that that can throw very, very well, but it seems like they can't really perform in the clutch moments. They have very good receivers. Their defense is strong with some great players. And for some reason, they find ways to choke. in in big scenarios. I don't, I don't know how that happens. Kirk Cousins has, I, and I, and I, and I watched him when he was with Washington he was a red skin. He comes up big when it doesn't matter in games where it's like no one, either no one's watching or they have so many other games that they, they keep flipping through and they see big plays and they go away. Big plays go away. Primetime moments, he doesn't show up, Kirk Cousins says. I don't know how we – I don't know why it happens the way it does, but it does. But he came up big because it was a Sunday afternoon. No one was really caring or watching, especially because they were in L.A. with the Chargers, which apparently has absolutely no fans in that city or in that – basically in that state. So it feel like no one will ever wants to show up to a Chargers game that's a Chargers fan. I mean, I have a friend who's a Chargers fan. I live in Maryland. He didn't even go to the Chargers game when they played Washington. So, I don't know what it is. But the Chargers need to figure something out. Because they are winning games. They're losing games that they shouldn't be losing. And they're winning games that they that should be easy. Um, You know they got absolutely blown out by the ravens blown out by the ravens and it i mean i don't know what else to say to that i mean we'll see we'll see what else happens you know i don't uh i don't foresee the the chargers really doing much else if they don't button button themselves up you know it's it's kind of sad to see them play as bad as they they did. So, I don't know. We'll see. Now we're going to talk about the Panthers and the Cardinals. Now, I had predicted that the Cardinals were going to wipe the floor with the Panthers. Now, this is before I had found out that Cam Newton was signing with... The Panthers for a year, and and right when they signed right when they signed him, he was like only like two or three game or two or three days back into the facility before he's before this game. Plus, I mean they were they were away they were the away team, and they showed up. Cardo didn't. I don't know what was the what the difference is between last week and this week for the Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without DeSean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. What happened? Colt McCoy went from the best quarterback that week to probably the worst in that in the in the week. Carolina's beaten in the last six times they played them by ten points including the playoffs. They beat them convincingly. P.J. Walker showed swagger. He played great. Cam Newton comes in in two drives, two consecutive drives, mind you. First one gets a running touchdown and then comes in and throws. What's nice, though, is that uh, Cam Newton had an easy pass. It was only two yards, three yards. The dude is in, incredibly inconsistent, and now they're they're talking about putting because because he put up two touchdowns against the Cardinals that they want to start him. Do they not remember the amount of struggles and the the inconsistency he had when he was a starter back before he left the Panthers originally? Does anybody remember that? I do. It's never been about Cam. I didn't like the I didn't like him when he went up to New England. It didn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you go there? Of all places, why would you go there? You didn't fit that offense. You won a couple of games. Sure, I'll give you that. But then afterwards, once you started getting your swagger, you started feeling yourself again, you played like crap. You were inconsistent. You weren't dependable. You you put the team on your back when you didn't have to. The team wasn't that great. We'll give you that. But... That doesn't mean you're better than the entire team. you got to help elevate the players to make you all better, not just take it upon yourself to do it. And that's why I don't think this, this is going to be a, a permanent solution. They're going to finish the season outside of the playoffs. And even if they do make the, the postseason, they're going to lose their first game. I hope it's the Green Bay, honestly, that would be awesome. Green Bay will get a nice, easy win to continue on in the playoffs. Carolina's not making it to the Super Bowl. Not with Cam Newton, not with PJ Walker, not with Sam Darnold. It, it, it's sad to say, but it's a franchise that needs to have a better solution to quarterback. And they're playing with nostalgia at this point. Arizona, don't think I forgot about you. You guys just need your quarterback back. Once you have Kyler Murray back on the field, DeAndre Hopkins back on the field, stick to the ways that you had before you before they were gone. Or they were injured, and the Cardinals will be one seed, two seed to the Packers and possibly going to the NFC, hosting a NFC championship game. We'll see. Panthers, stop playing with nostalgia. Now we're going to go Eagles and Broncos. Now, the Broncos, what a show they had last week, huh? They, They put up a huge number to the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm, What happened? No one got injured. You lost Von Miller. That's it. I don't think Von Miller had enough to to do that. I mean, it showed that, uh, unless it was a huge different change for Von Miller last night against the 49ers, it was such a culture change. It was a huge shock to him for him to not play as well. But I don't think Von Miller is the, is the answer to a thirty to thirty to thirteen loss or the reason for that. Something else happened. Honestly, what I see from Teddy Bridgewater, it's like there there are drives where he's there and drives that he ain't. He looks so lax and not caring and just I'm just gonna throw the ball and I'm gonna throw it a little bit too high or throw a little bit out of bounds or you know, throw it too short, whatever. Just so I can get off the field and go back and sit on sit down on the sidelines. It look to me, it looks like he doesn't want to play at all. When he's been fighting, what well, seemed like fighting for years to get back in the starting role. Once he was injured with Minnesota. He goes to the Jets and is absolutely terrible. Okay, the excuse is he's recovering from an injury. Fair, right? Then he ends up in New Orleans behind Drew Brees. How do you? And then steps in for him for five games and wins a lot. I think he won. I think he won four out of those five games. He may have won all five. I don't remember, but. The fact that he he stepped in in New Orleans and played, absolutely phenomenal. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the first year Mike, or their their receiver, what's his name, Michael Thomas. The first year Michael Thomas was it, starting to get a lot of, a lot of injuries and, and staying on the sidelines. Said he had to use these other weapons. Alvin Kamara was a huge, huge upgrade from Le'Veon Bell when he was with New uh, New York, if he was there during that time. But, yeah, he, he had a huge upgrade. I mean, Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in the league right now. Kamara is amazing. And... So you had that. So you had the issues there. Yeah. You know, once once you came back, you were out. You you were on the sidelines, and you learned. I can I can I can guarantee it. You learned an incredible amount from Drew Brees. Everybody does. You see. You know when when he retired, you had linemen like bawling their eyes out. Grown men bawling their eyes out when they retired, or when Drew retired, because of how much they meant to him, because of how much he taught them. And it's just linemen, let alone another quarterback, in the quarterback room with him. He's an incredible teacher. And then you go to Carolina, a division rival, and you and you put up a goose egg when it comes to, to winning the division. You fell flat on your face in Carolina. Now you end up here in Denver with, with honestly, a, a pretty good situation. You come in, you know you're going to be a starter. No, you don't you don't have to fight for it because Drew Locke is terrible. And then you have some, some decent weapons. you have Melvin Gordon in the backfield, who's very good. He was very good when he was with San Diego. And now now what? What happens? You have a good you have one good game against Dallas, and then you just uh that's all we really need. You played some close games, but w- what was this? Why couldn't this be a close game? (sighs) Philly. Philly. That was a good win. Well-deserved. But do you think Jalen Hurts is going to be the predecessor? Do you think he's going to be the quarterback for you guys? He's running around all the time. He makes some decent throws. But it seems like he wants... When he decides to run, there's nothing changing his mind. He's going to run for those one, two yards, seven yards, two yards, one yard, three yards, seven yards, whatever. But it doesn't seem like he wants to throw the ball as much as he wants to. He wants to prove that he can be like a Russell Wilson, like a Michael Vick, like a Steve Young whatever. He wants to be like those guys and be a runner. Lamar Jackson, but he needs to he needs to know that he needs to be able to throw the ball and put the put the ball in the players in the players hands. I think that Jalen is a good quarterback. I think he is. I think he can. I think he can win you games, but only if he becomes selfless when it comes to being um, the quarterback for those games. The defense played pretty well. Uh, you know the the score shows defense got the defense got the offense off the field put their offense on the field had plenty of opportunities for Philly to go down and score and and good field position too it's not like it was just you know a, a long drive not just making the punt and touch back or whatever they got some pretty good situations so good on them, good on them We'll see how the Eagles build off of it, off of this win, and hopefully try and steal a seventh seed. But Denver needs to figure something out. Okay. The final game of the late window for this past weekend, my Seattle Seahawks in Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers. Now, there's a lot I have to talk about this specifically because Russell Wilson came back a month early. That's I'm going to start right there. So Russell has had a, 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 – we'll say it's a long journey just because he's never been injured and out on the field – off the field for any amount of time. I remember a few years ago – Week one, Miami showed up to to Seattle. Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback. Nadaman Kinsu was was on the defensive end or defensive line. Nadaman Kinsu rushed him and twisted his ankle, not on purpose, trying to tackle it, but he got out of it. But Russell twisted his ankle, and the next few weeks were rough for for Russ. But he still played. He played through the injury. Luckily, that following week, he played against the New York Jets, who at the time were still very, very bad, Um, but the fact that he was still able to play through that injury was key. Now, when he played against the Rams, and he broke, I wouldn't say broke his finger, dislocated, tore some ligaments, whatever, he hurt his finger, his on his throwing hand of all hands. Very unfortunate. I'm glad he's better. But they should have, they should have let him sit at least one more week. We know that Russ is a, a tough competitor. We know that Russ wants to win. But if the coaching staff had anything to say in them bringing him back early so he could play and try to win this game were mistaken, and they something needs to happen to them because that was stupid. They get shut out. Russ has the finger taped the entire game. He throws he throws two interceptions, and they're bla- they're bad interceptions. He's overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys. Like the, these easy pitch and catch throws, he can't make them. That finger is still hurting, and you can. And it was just so, so evident. And they tried so hard to do some sort of run with them. I mean, you could see it when Russ was when Russ dropped back. He was like, "I'm not throwing that ball. No way." And when he did, he overthrew him or threw it right to the defender. Threw him to double coverage to. Um, the DK Metcalf, he had like I think it was only like two receptions to Tyler Lockett, two. Usually it's five, six catches, not just throws, catches. And Tyler wasn't there. Tyler couldn't be Tyler couldn't be there because the ball was never there. Russ was always running for his life again as usual. I don't blame Russ for being upset at all and being upset at the organization the the coaching staff whatever now i'm not going to blame the offensive coordinator his name escapes me at this moment but i'm i'm not going to blame him it's not his fault he he did what he had to do to to, to call plays that were going to help the team win with russ's condition at least just that's what i that's what i hope for that's what i would assume Pete needs to go, and I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Hate me all you want, Seahawks fans. Pete Carroll needs to go. He is way too loose in the locker room, and you can see that too. DK Metcalf, what the hell was that? What are you doing? Oh, I'm not gonna let the the the, the smack talk or the trash talk get to me anymore. I got you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buck up and and play grown-up football. <laughs> when? At the end of the year? When Pete Carroll's gone? When you have some other coach that comes in and buttons you up or else you're gone too? You can't just go around and and flaunt any sort of toughness that you may have to other teams or grab their face mask in front of the ref because you're mad at them. If you say you're going to do it, you better you expect you're expected to do it. This playing this game, being in the NFL is a privilege. There are so many other people that are unsigned, third or fourth guys on their roster, whatever practice squad guys that desperately want a chance to play underneath the big lights for a team, catch an NFL touchdown, win a game, win a Super Bowl. You're not the only one. You may be talented than the other guys, but you have a. But when you have a good coach, when you have someone who actually cares about the team's success, they're not going to put up with stuff like that. They don't. They don't want to see you getting angry and starting fights on the field because you know they're talking. They're talking smack to you. They're trash talking. Okay. Walk away. When I was a kid, if I had a bully come up to me and start, like, trash-talking me or talking down to me or bullying me, whatever, I walked away. Not saying I would fight him or I wouldn't fight him, but I didn't need to. What, what, what was the point of fighting? Show that I'm better than them? I already know I'm better than them. They're the ones picking on me for, for no reason. You're letting them get into your head, and now it's showing on the field, and the team is suffering from it. You got to button it up. <sighs> I said, Pete Carroll needs to go. I don't. Uh, I don't see the Seahawks doing any more any any winning, any good man or producing any good wins with Pete Carroll as the head coach. They make the offensive coordinator head coach. So I mean, Russell needs something. He needs some sort of direction. He doesn't need his his ankles bitten by an old defensive head coach that doesn't know how to let go of the past. Packers. Something from this from this game. They played well, uh, but you can tell that Aaron Rodgers was also rusty. Um, The fact that he missed last week at all, missed 10 days of practice, missed 10 games, or or not 10 games, but 10 days, missed 10 days of practice to get prepared for this game. Missed out on playing the Chiefs, which was going to be an absolute dynamite of a game. People were looking forward to this game, and it was probably one of the most boring games of the year besides obviously the, the Lions and the Steelers. Um but Aaron Rodgers will be fine. They'll they'll be just fine. Aaron Jones. Um we'll see how we'll see how his injury um will affect the team. I mean AJ Dillon came in and played very, very well. And uh, yeah I like I like the direction of the Packers. They are number one right now um because they have the tiebreaker over Arizona for beating them so i like the direction that they're in i think they're the, the nfc favorites right now they're going to make it to the super bowl i'd like i would love to see a packers and titans super bowl that's what i'm predicting as of right now we'll say it like that and what i'll probably do is i'll probably just make another um do a whole another segment where I, where i have a playoff playoff picture right near the end of the year just so we just so we know what teams are going to be in there and to to make it to the Super Bowl. So, but what a game for the Packers! What a stinker, big old goose egg, quite literally for the Seahawks. Uh, I couldn't be more disappointed in the whole team. And uh, we'll see how we'll see how this loss humbles the Seahawks enough to turn it around next week against Arizona. Okay, Chiefs and Raiders. Now I said it before. The Chiefs played absolute stunner of a game. They played so good against the Raiders in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I it was it was a great game. Watching it was so much fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes looked like his old self again. They played to they played their game. They didn't try and be flashy. They didn't try to like like just they before they played like the seven year old who plays Madden who just throws it to Tyreek Hill every every single play. Deep ball, every single – but gets intercepted so many times. That's what that reminded me of. The Raiders were playing great up until this point. And the fact that they had this big old goose – they had this big old goose egg of a loss. They – I mean, they played great early, but you got to play great all the – the whole game, or else you're not going to perform well. You're not going to – you're not going to produce wins. You can't just expect to play good enough to get enough points to keep it close and then maybe sneak it in. You got to be able to, to be hard nosed, ready to play four quarters of football, especially in the NFL. That's where the money's made, man. Patrick Mahomes, 406, 406 passing yards. That's That's, Prime time, Patrick Mahomes in prime time. It was it was an outstanding game. Five touchdowns, no picks. That is the biggest thing, and a perfect pass rating. You can't get any better than that. And he I mean he threw the ball. It's not like he just threw it like you know twelve times. You know, it's not like it's not like that happened. So he played outstanding football. They, the 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 Chiefs found where they were slacking, and they picked it up, and now they're back on track. We'll see if, if this continues. I think it will. Um, they, they just have the right pieces to continue to play well and, and win. Andy Reid is an absolute great coach. I see a lot of success come from the Chiefs. It wouldn't surprise me if they win out. Would not surprise me if they went out. Not saying they will, but I'm also not saying that they won't. It's it's a it's a giant it's a giant possibility, and I think that it would be an absolute great thing for the Chiefs. It'll definitely redeem them from coming from having a a a, stunner, a stunning loss to Tom Brady's Buccaneers last year in the Super Bowl. So, um, and and honestly. Right near the end of that year, like at the at the very end in the playoffs, into the Super Bowl, into the off season, and early this season, it seemed like that's all they were doing was playing was playing Madden as a seven year old, just tossing up you know balls to to really anybody, Nicole Hardman who could get down like really anybody could get down there, which was usually Tyreek Hill. But now granted, they had um, they had issues with Travis Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty sure he was injured earlier this year. So he came back, and he's now playing, playing at a high level. So I'm glad that they're going back to the smarter plays, sticking with the things that they know, good running when they when they do, because we all know Andy Reid doesn't like to, to run the ball. And um, so, yeah, no, they, they played at an outstanding football game. They deserved that win. The Raiders, I now to be perfectly honest, I felt like that game should have been a lot more competitive. I think once the Raiders actually started losing and started like it escaping them, like, you know, having these, these bad, um, these bad drives to go three and out, punt the ball, whatever, and they punted a decent amount. Once that started, once it started happening, they got into the slump to where they're like, okay, well, they're back to doing their old thing. So I guess we're just going to, we're going to have to just kind of roll over at this point and let them win. So. It uh, it's getting there for for the Chiefs. They're gonna they're gonna slice it. They're gonna start winning again. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very good um, rest of the season for the Chiefs. The Raiders, on the other hand, I feel like they're gonna have some struggles in the upcoming weeks, and hopefully they can somewhat steal a, a seven seed, maybe a six seed from somebody. So great job for Kansas City on the good win against the Raiders at home. It was a away game, so kind of. Boast that up a bunch. So good job. And finally, the last game of week 10, of the NFL 2021 season Rams goes into San Francisco and flops, falls right on their face. They had the number, they had the NFC West lead in their grasp and they couldn't hold on. I I mean it's kind of what they get honestly. They had it. It was right there. Now it was that you know that they, they would have been they'd have been right there. Like I said, they would have been right there. They still would have been number two, but that that, that following that following week would have been so they, you know, it's gonna keep firing. Now they're they're I mean there's still a game behind. but now they can now it's much harder for them to catch up so with the addition of OBJ and the loss that they had of Robert Woods is i'm not going to say it showed because the rams the rams just weren't doing what they normally do they couldn't they couldn't stop Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo is five and0 oh against the Rams that's incredible and the 49ers are playing like crap this year they are not playing good football whatsoever Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball 19 times Eli Mitchell for the, for the 49ers the running back 27 carries Debo Samuel had five carries. Jeff Wilson, another running back, 10 carries. They ran the ball, was that 30, uh, 40, 44 times? They ran the ball 44 times. <laughs> They have absolutely no confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo and they still won. Trey Lance didn't even come in at, at all. Yeah, he's supposed to be the predecessor. Who knows? Matthew Stafford threw for 40 through 41 passes and two picks. It's upsetting, honestly. The 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 amount of hype that came out of this offseason when they traded. Jared Goff from Matt Stafford to go to L.A., and he he does this? This is an easy game. This should have been an easy game for them, how stacked they are. Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, total of nine carries. They had 50 total snaps on offense, 50 total snaps. They don't produce 300 yards with those weapons. Are you serious? And they just signed Odell Beckham Jr. Two catches on three targets for 18 yards. What is that? He's supposed to be this fix, this, this outstanding player that's supposed to come in and make it, make L.A. the favorite. And they put up this. These numbers are atrocious for him. He did better in Cleveland. He comes to a veteran he goes to a veteran team with a veteran quarterback. and he can't produce anything. I mean, you can say to me all you want. Oh, Odell, he was only there for a few days before they before this game. He's a professional football player. They can make, they can, it's a professional football team and a good one too. How are they not introducing him as soon as they possibly can because of the loss of Robert Woods? Van Jefferson steps up to be the number two, obviously, because he's been there longer, right? But then OBJ comes in and does receiver four numbers. He can't get open to the 49ers. Like, I don't understand. Either Matt Stafford really just doesn't want to throw the ball to Odell Beckham, or he's not getting open, or what? But (laughs) how are you not learning at least enough to script enough plays for OBJ OBJ to get something else other than 18 yards? Daryl Henderson had two more catches than he did. Hmm. Was targeted um, twice as much as OBJ. What the hell is that? <laughs> so let's see. Let's see how Von Miller did. Von Miller had a tackle for loss. Good for him. Had a had a, had two solo tackles and one uh, assisted tackle. Von Miller, or, um, Aaron Donald, two tackle for losses, uh, two solo tackles, six tackling assists, no sacks. They had one sack, Taylor Rapp, who led the defense, seven tackles, three assisted, one sack, and a tackle for loss. Good job, Taylor Rapp. And Von Miller was there a little bit longer than Odell Beckham. So, what is that? What, what tells you about that? He was there a whole week he was in the whole week he didn't play last week against um his uh he had just gotten back from or he was he didn't he didn't play for i'm pretty sure it was like saturday last last Saturday he got moved to the he got moved from denver over to l a let's see here So, in my opinion, it isn't it doesn't seem like he uh he really contributed very much. And like I said before in the um the game with the the Broncos and the Eagles, Von Miller doesn't change that score. Maybe a touchdown less. Maybe not as many yards. But he doesn't change that big of a loss. And honestly, I'm not saying he's the cause of this loss either, but I think, I, my opinion, the the cause of this loss is Matthew Stafford. He had he had under 250 yards passing, only one touchdown to to uh, Tyler Higby, their tight their tight end, early in the game, and they get blown out by 21 points by three touchdowns. Okay. We'll we'll see how we'll see how they turn around. They they sh- I mean they better turn it around after that because that was just absolutely atrocious. So, um, so, but that's it for uh, this week's reviews. We're gonna continue to do these every week. Go through every game. I'm gonna give you give my opinions about what I thought, what I saw, and we can continue from there. Honestly, you know, we can uh, talk more about this, uh, come, uh, Thursday when I put up another, when I put up another episode where we talk about my predictions for the following week and so on. If, if I have some time tomorrow, I might do a little bit more in depth stuff. Maybe go over some specific points. Um, maybe even go over talking about the, big stories that are going around the NFL, you know, like we'll see what happens with Chase Young. You know, that's a, that's a big, it's a big thing for Washington. They need him back like as soon as possible. Hopefully he comes back as healthy as ever. Uh, You know, I hope the best for him. He is a outstanding player and the rock to that, that, that line, the defensive line for Washington, you know, with Matt, I mean, they have Matt Ionitis. they have, you know, Deron Payne, and they have Montez Sweat, who are just absolute studs. They are absolutely, I, I love Washington's uh, front seven. They're absolutely great. So they need him back. And, you know, that's one of the stories that we can cover. I might even talk about going up, you know, talking about, you know, the, the whole OBJ thing and like, you know, and that, Analyzing it every week to see if he's actually making progress. I mean, the fact that when he gets – when he signed with the Rams, Vegas put up a stat that said that their win percentage went from 11.9 to 12 wins this year. Literally no change. I mean, obviously, it's the numbers actually change, but they were going to win 12 games no matter what, Predicting predicted by Vegas. And adding a star like that, who was an absolute blockbuster, you know, during during this trade deadline and during the, the wave process and so on. He complains so much about not getting the ball when he gets the ball, it's it's a bad pass or a bad scenario, whatever. And then his dad puts up this Instagram video of him being open so much. And LeBron James speaks out, says, You need to free OBJ from Cleveland. Wait a second. Aren't you from Cleveland, LeBron? Don't you have ties back in Cleveland? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to have him escape from your hometown if you're his best friend? That doesn't make sense. I mean... Now, I know you're a Cowboys fan, LeBron. But from your hometown, I mean... You liked it there, you stayed and you were you went you were drafted by the Cavs. You leave and you come back to win a championship. Wouldn't you want to help your, your friends who are in your hometown for your hometown teams to help them win? Just saying. And even still, why would you want to convince them to go to the Rams? Why not the Chargers? They need they need some sort of blockbuster player to come in there and get some fans in the stadium. That would make sense to me. I just I'm, I mean I understand why OBJ went to LA in the first place. If he didn't go to LA, he'd have either gone back to New York to the Giants, gone to the Jets, or gone to Chicago or Miami or something like that because that's the city. Those are the cities that he loves. He wants to be a city guy. He's the he wants to be the big, flashy, this is my team type of player. But then he talks about well, if I'm getting waived and I get in a team that wants me, doesn't have a star quarterback or doesn't have any potential of winning a Super Bowl, I don't 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 even attempt because we're gonna have problems. Be lucky you're in that in that position, man. Getting wanted by so many teams. I mean, I get it, you want to win. That's fine. but don't be a cancer to a a, a team that wants you that think that, that thinks that they can help you be a better player. because then you're just going to create animosity between other players and make that team go even farther down the down the drain. I mean Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. He played outstanding that year. That was a very good Rams team with Jared Goff at the helm. That, that was a very good team. Now, for some reason they didn't want to show um Todd Gurley that he wa- that he was the star of that offense cuz he was. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't have that you couldn't have partnered up with Jared Goff in Detroit. And played well, so it's a bad franchise, sure. But what makes you think that a, a good team with already great weapons really needs you that much? Why couldn't you go to Vegas? They they're they're trying to continue to win, which they're doing a very good job at winning. They went they went. They, I mean, they've won five games. They have a really good quarterback. They're in Vegas, out of all places. You'd fit right into Vegas. And they just had just lost Henry Ruggs to that car accident. Lost him as in, obviously, you know, he was going 156 miles an hour, twice over the legal limit of alcohol in his, in his, in his blood, and and commits vehicular manslaughter. So he will go to jail, but regardless, they lost him to that whole scenario. So why not go there? They're in desperate need of you. They have a ton of money because they're in Vegas now, and they have a really good quarterback. Will Deshaun Jackson go there? Deshaun Jackson was the -the over-the-top receiver that, that LA wanted, but they never used him. So, despite them losing Robert Woods, because you got there right before he did that, the projection was you're just going to be the -the over-the-top guy. You're the guy who's going to be running down the field, stretching the field out. They didn't use Deshaun Jackson. What makes you think they were going to use you, too? Robert Woods is outstanding. He is a great, great receiver. Cooper Cup clearly Stafford's favorite, and it, I mean and even and it showed too. Like that was that was that was a lot. He had 122 receiving yards. He had 122 receiving yards, 11 catches on 13 targets, only dropped two balls. We know who Stafford's favorite was. We've, we've known what Stafford's favorite was from the beginning of the season. But you can't expect to just waltz in there and then become someone's favorite just because of who, just because of, realistically, because of one catch. That one catch made you humongously famous. I mean, good. That was a great catch. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But you have another, you have some third string receiver come in and get five targets over your three. Like I said, I never, I never understood why you would, why you wanted to go to LA, and. With all the reports coming out saying that you were gonna pick, uh, you were gonna pick the the Packers who desperately need you, and you have been with Aaron Rodgers on the number one, on the number one team in the NFC right now. That's who you've gone to. Why didn't you go there? Cause it's not so flashy. Cause it's not LA. Got it. Team that actually would have used you and needed you, like desperately needed you, because it's cold in Wisconsin in winter. Surprise! You want to go to LA? Honestly, I don't think you make a dip. OBJ, I don't think you make a, a, a big difference to this offense whatsoever. They already have great receivers. They have a great setup. You know, by the, by unfortunate, they they lose Robert Woods for the rest of the year. But I don't like I said, I don't think you make a big difference when it comes to this team. You really don't. I'll die on that hill every day, <laughs> honestly. I mean, just look at just look at the the amount of volume Cooper Cup gets to help out get Ben Jefferson some some. Get Van Jefferson some yards. Tyler Higby, their tight end, gets used. He had the touchdown, the only touchdown that game. Well, can you outrun their you know the San Francisco's crappy defense? Oh wait, I forgot. They have Josh Gordon. Wait, don't you have problems with that guy? Oh, that's probably why they kept you on the field, didn't it? That's probably why. Cause you they didn't want they didn't want you to fight with him anymore. Hmm, that's interesting anyway so that is the rob miller podcast um i'm gonna be posting this hopefully soon (laughs) and uh yeah we'll see you guys on thursday with my predictions and i'm becoming a little bit more prepared for this Uh, i just kind of jumped on here said my piece you know whatever but we're gonna go through my big games, and honestly, what I'll probably do is just, just help shorten this up a bunch. We're going to go over some key games, not every game, just because it's a little much going to, trying to trying to go through everything. We're going to do some some big some big games in my opinion, and, and games that I I look forward to look forward to watching and seeing coming up. And like one of them is going to be i can't, I, can't, I definitely want to see what's going on with the with Washington uh, going up against uh, um, going up against carolina and and I had mis- misspoken prior. I had said that um, that the Panthers are gonna be going into washington. i I was mistaken the football team's coming to Carolina to play Panthers at home. Um, another big one is to watch the bills to see if they continue. Um, how well they've been playing against the Colts. We'll see how that goes. I'm just gonna say this right now: if the Lions upset the Browns, the Browns will not will not make the playoffs. They'll be five and six. I don't I don't see them making the playoffs. That's such a low blow. If they lose that game, they better win that game. Um, we're gonna watch the Titans. Hopefully. Destroy the, te- the Texans. It's a division game, so something crazy always happens. And this year's been fucking weird. It's been incredible. This year's been incredibly weird when it comes to division games. When it comes to games that should be won that end up that end up being losses. You know that whole thing. We're gonna see. We're gonna take. We're gonna take a look at the Packers and the Vikings. See if Kirk Cousins can build off another win and hopefully, you know, upset the Packers. Um, definitely want to see the Bengals and the Raiders. Um, not so interested in the Ravens and Bears. Um, kind of want to see the Cardinals and Seahawks, see if Russ is still going on. And obviously, because they're my team, I want to see how they play. Um, and we got the Cowboys and the Chiefs. This is going to be a huge game. A huge game. We're going to see if the Cowboys defense is legit. We're going to see if the Chiefs defense is legit. And we're gonna see which offense is better. I think it's going to be the Chiefs, but, you know, we'll see. And then we have the Chargers and the Steelers. Chargers better win that game, straight up. They better win that game. They they need that. They need to win that game. And it's a, it's a Sunday night game. It's prime time. Ben Roethlisberger should be coming back for that. If he comes back for that and beats them at home, Chargers are done. No way. No way they're making anything else. And then we're going to see a – oh this would this be a good game too. Um, we're definitely going to go over this one. Giants at Bucks on Monday Night Football. That's going to be extremely, extremely exciting to watch because last year the Giants almost upset them. I mean, the Giants almost upset a lot of teams this year, especially the Chiefs my opinion, the Giants should have beat them. The the Giants beat themselves is why they lost that game. So let's see if Tom Brady is still unhinged and unable to perform or whatever. See if he's too old, if his his age is catching up to him. We'll see. I'm excited about this game. The Giants, I I think we'll at least cover. I think they'll at least cover. But to be perfectly honest... The, I mean, obviously the Bucks should should win this game. The Bucks are clearly better, but if the Giants upset them, that's going to be humongous. That take that that puts that puts uh that puts them at at a number four seed first of all. That puts them at a number four seed if they lose that game, and then also puts Dallas in the third seed, which is is big too because Dallas will host a playoff game and then possibly go into Tampa Bay later on, or not even go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay will go to them and play them at home. Dallas is good at home. So I'm excited. So anyway, um, uh, this this has been the Rob Miller Podcast. Signing off, and hopefully see you guys soon.